Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Drinking and Talking Fantasy Football Podcast. Uh, thank you so much for joining me. Uh, running a solo show tonight. Uh, my co-host Jake Trowbridge is off in Ireland right now, having a gay old time uh, with his significant other, uh, traveling around. Um, so um, very happy for him. Uh, I know we're running a day late here, but um, I decided to do it. I'm a quasi professional, uh, so here we go. Um, having a fun show tonight. Uh, thanks for those of you who, um, were waiting for me, was, was having some, uh, technical difficulties here with the, uh, audio before I could get going. But, um, but yeah, give you a quick show here tonight. Uh, probably won't go the full hour. So like you're used to, uh, having with both Jake and I here. Um, but, um, I'm here nonetheless. So tonight we are going to talk, or I am going to talk about overreactions and some waiver wire ads from week one. Um, and let me just say, it was so great having football back, uh, this week. Um, it, it was, it was amazing. I was so happy, uh, watched football all day, did not get off the couch all day long. It, it uh, football season's here. Uh, it was great. Had the old red zone going on, um, watching all that. Um, got my wife even watching football, which was great. So, um, it was, poor. It was, mm, wow, love it. Loved every second of it. So, um, so glad football's here for the next uh, few months here, and I'm not going to get enough of it. So, um, no guest tonight. Like I said, running solo. Um, my drink of the week this week, I will still do that. Um, I'm drinking here, if you see my cup in my uh, Forest Moon of Endor uh, glass, I'm drinking Russell's Reserve 10-year straight whiskey. Uh, it is delicious. Um, after a rough day of work like I had today, I shouldn't say rough, long day. Well, let's not over-exaggerate things. After a long day of work, um, it's I always like to have like a nice, nice couple fingers of, of whiskey uh, just to help, you know, relax me into the day or the evening. So, um, yeah, drinking some Russell's Reserve. I'll be sipping on that for the show. Uh, it is delicious. If you have not tried it, I think it is a very good intro whiskey to have. Uh, I, I've slowly gotten into whiskey here over the last couple years and this was definitely one of them that kind of opened the door where it's not it won't break the bank it's very reasonably priced um and i think the quality is fairly good as well um like i said i'm still pretty amateur when it comes to whiskeys but i feel like this one's pretty good it's kind of my go-to right now between that and uh woodford's reserve uh those are the two that i always go to that are are moderately priced uh but i think give you the best bang for your buck so um if you want to try those, I, I highly recommend it. Um, and, and kind of, like I said, your intro to whiskey. Um, no drunk trade this week. Uh, Jake usually curates those for me. And let's be honest, I was throwing the show together at the last minute and just did not have time to get a drunk trade out there. So uh, unfortunately, no drunk trade. I know it's everybody's favorite segment, including mine, but uh, just not going to happen this week, folks. Come back next week and we will have that for you. Um so before I get into kind of the meat and potatoes of the episode, so to speak, um, I do want to do a quick ad read from our sponsor of uh, Poor Richards. 
And let me pull up here the little logo. There we go. So Poor Richard's Farms, uh, they offer 100% grass-fed beef snack sticks from European beef cattle raised ethically on their Wisconsin family farm. Combined with all natural ingredients, Poor Richard's Farm uses no fillers or artificial preservatives and vacuum seals their beef sticks to remain shelf-stable. Their cattle are never given supplemental hormones or antibiotics, but are just given fresh air and open spaces, which makes for physically and emotionally healthier animals, which we all want. All of Poor Richard's beef sticks are smoked with real hardwood chips and come in a variety of flavors, including barbecue hickory, teriyaki maple, Tex-Mex mesquite. And that Tex-Mex mesquite is my favorite. Hmm, get those. So right now, if you're using the promo code DTFF at checkout, you can get 5% off your order and you can get free shipping when you buy three packs or more of their all delicious, all natural, all beef sticks. So go visit poorrichardsfarm.com today and get your beef sticks. You will not regret it. Like I said, they are one of my new favorite things to eat. Um, and I've always got some on hand now. So uh, go out and get some of that and and your life will just be better for it. Let's be honest. All right, so let's get into this here. So before we get into some overreactions and the waiver wire ads, um, want to do a quick injury update, um, especially since, you know, Thursday, tomorrow, we got to got to have our Thursday lineup set and you're kind of curious on what's going on coming into the weekend here. So Jerry Judy, um, I think everyone was really excited for him, uh, expecting him to have a uh, step up in the season from where he was last year. Um, he's got a high ankle sprain. They're talking six to eight weeks at a minimum. He'll be out, um, which goes into one of my uh, waiver wire ads here later on. Uh, hint, hint, wink, wink. Um, we've got Brandon Ayuk. Um, he's dealing with a hamstring injury. Doesn't look like it's going to keep him out of the game, but could limit his time. So definitely, um, use your best judgment on that. Maybe wait until right up until, uh, uh, game time to make a decision for him. Um, cause you know, if you have a better option, I would probably give it a week here. Uh, if it was me personally, um, just after kind of limited action, we saw this last week and, and finding out he's kind of been dealing with it throughout camp and whatnot. Uh, another 49er, Raheem Mostert, um, he's out for the season with a knee injury. Um, so that experiment's already over. So, um, you can drop him, pick up one of the other, uh, running backs out there in San Francisco, if they're still available, uh, Rashad Penny, uh, he's dealing with a calf injury. Looks like he's expected to miss two to three weeks at a minimum with this. Um, but definitely, uh, wait to hear more information as that comes out. And then this one breaks my heart. Ryan Fitzmagic himself uh, was hoping to have a great big season out of him. Uh, he's leaning with a hip injury. The latest I saw, and I was checking it out right before uh, we went live here, um, looks like a minimum six to eight weeks. He's on the IR uh, with designation um, to return. Um, so he's out for six to eight weeks, um, which again ties into one of my other waiver wire ads. Um, so, yeah, unfortunately, we can't see that experiment uh, with him YOLOing it all around the field until later on this season. Okay, so overreaction time. Let's start with the quarterbacks. Aaron Rodgers. And this just breaks my heart 
to no end being the Packer homer as I am right there. Uh, yeah, he played awful. Do not overreact. It was week one. The The offense, essentially, none of the starters on offense or defense played the entire preseason. Uh, and, and being a Packer fan, um, as I said, uh, well in tune with what's going on here. Uh, they, they didn't play all preseason. Uh, so, and I know he was on a very limited uh, snap count in uh, practice as well during training camp. So it's going to take a couple weeks for the rust to get knocked off. Um, I would expect much better things this next week. They've got Detroit. Uh, should be a much better matchup for them. And um, and yeah, I expect the, the offense to get back on track here this week. Um, are we expecting to see, you know, last year Aaron Rodgers numbers this next week? Probably not, unfortunately. Uh, but this should be a get right week for Aaron Rodgers. Um, the next one I have, Ryan Tannehill. You know, he had a tough game last week. Um, and just didn't look great. I mean, they, they were playing from behind the entire time. It looks like they were just outmatched and outclassed. Um, you know, they have a new offensive coordinator. Looks like they kind of shifted things up a little bit with that offense. Um, so again, it might take a couple weeks here for that offense really to start clicking. Um, but still I expect him to finish the season, you know, at, in that low end QB one area. Uh, he's got another interesting matchup this week going against the Seahawks. Um, so just you, you got to start them. I, I think it should be a better week. But again, kind of temper your expectations uh, from what you were thinking you were going to get here to start the season. And then the final overreaction here we want to talk about is Matt Ryan. Um, that offense just looked putrid last week. And I know we all saw the dead body picture of Matt Ryan there uh, floating around Twitter. Um, yeah, it was not pretty last week. And unfortunately for him, this week, it's not going to get any better. They're going against the Bucks, who looked really good, really dominant, uh, both offense. I know the defense gave up a lot of points, but let's be honest, Dallas's offense is really good too. Um, so I expect the defense to just get after this Falcons offense all day long. Uh, granted, the Falcons are going to be playing from behind. They're going to have to be throwing the ball because, I mean, Tampa Bay's offense is, is lights out. Uh, but if I had another option... I would probably choose that option over Matt Ryan at this point, uh, maybe until we start to see something a little bit better out of that offense or maybe a little bit better matchup. All right, let's talk a few running backs here. Zeke, nothing to worry about. Uh, they were they were boat raced from the beginning there with Tampa Bay. Um, he's going to get his touches. He's going to get thrown to. Obviously, they're going to work in Tony Pollard. You don't need to be worried about that, uh, especially with that added game on the season. You know, Zeke, you know, he's in his second contract. It's, uh, you know, they're, they're probably trying to monitor his workload slightly, which that's normal for running backs these days. So don't worry about him. He's going to be just fine. I still think he's going to finish the season as a mid-range RB1, and, and he's going to get right. Don't worry about him. Do not overreact. Uh, if you can try to acquire him a little bit cheaper uh, because of this first game, I would do that, uh, and, and you'll have no regrets. Saquon Barkley. This one could be concerning, and as uh, someone that has Saquon in a couple spots, um, it does concern me. Again, the offense didn't look great, and uh, you know they, they just struggled to move the ball, and and that and that could be the case the entire season here. Uh, I hate to say it, um, 
I expect him to probably be okay, but again, temper those expectations. Um, who are they playing this week? They've got... This is great, great broadcasting here, I know. Um, oh, they play tomorrow night against Washington. They've got a... Washington's got a great front seven. Uh, so I would expect him to probably get bottled up pretty good, but he is an elite talent. I know he's coming back from that ACL yet and, you know, maybe still not 100% healthy, but he is coming back. I expect him to um, end up the season fairly well. Um, but again, you might want to temper your expectations going against this tough defense this week. Next on my list is Melvin Gordon the third. Where did that come from? And I know a lot of his yards came on that. He had that like 75 yard run or whatever it is, um, which was ridiculous. Um, uh, I think, you know, we he's going to be playable for, for the first half of the season. That, that was kind of my projections going into it. He's going to be viable for the first half of the season. And then as Javante Williams becomes more acclimated with the offense and more comfortable, he's eventually going to win out. Um, but I would play Melvin Gordon this week, uh, especially in DFS if you do. Uh, they got the Jaguars, and we saw how putrid that whole team looked last week. And so he should have another good week this week. Uh, again, I know he's buoyed by that one really big run that looked really good, um, but it shows he still can do it. Um, like I said, good matchup this week, so I would not hesitate starting him. But over the long run, I wouldn't keep expecting those those big runs and those big things happening. And I would expect the rookie to um, be more involved in the game plan. Let's do one more running back here. And that is Najee Harris, everybody's uh, favorite rookie running back, uh, first round draft pick. Um, yeah, the stat line wasn't pretty, but he got all the running back touches. That's all you need to know. He's going to get right. He's going to do his thing. Again, as he gets a little bit more comfortable and this offense starts to click, it, it should be better. Um, so I have, I, I'm not worried about him one bit. Start him. Uh, they got the Raiders this week, which should be a fairly good matchup. Um, I know the Raiders, you know, played um, Baltimore very, very tough. Um, but I would expect Najee Harris to get right uh, here very, very soon. All right, wide receivers. Mike Evans, do not overreact. He's going to get his 1,000 yards and eight or nine touchdowns by the end of the season. Again, week one, uh, the game just kind of got away. Um, obviously we saw Antonio Brown have a good game. Chris Godwin had a good game. That's, that's going to happen throughout the season. I mean, with, when you got those three talented wide receivers, you got Gronk, um, and I might as well throw him in here since he was on my overreaction list, uh, for this week, he had, you know, the two touchdowns, I believe, um, like eight for 90 or whatever his stat line was. Um, yeah, that's just how this Tampa Bay offense is going to be, but you just got to play the matchups. Um, as the season goes on, we'll kind of see how they they play matchups certain teams with the cornerbacks or linebackers. Uh, and this was probably game plan that way going against Dallas. And they, they attack the weaknesses uh, in that secondary. Um, but yeah, Mike Evans is going to be fine. Do not overreact and trade him or get rid of him. He's going to be he he's consistent every single year and so underrated. So he's going to be fine. Don't worry about him. And then Gronk, do not overreact. Yes, Gronk will end up probably as a low-end tight end one at the end of the season. 
but that's not a very high bar to reach. We've talked about this ad nauseum all season, Jake and I have, or all off season, I should say. Uh, Gronk, yeah, he'll have his weeks like this. Um, I would expect him to to maybe, you know, not get the two touchdowns every week. Maybe he'll get a touchdown every other week or so, or he'll have these big blow up games like this. Um, definitely startable every week, but um, I wouldn't expect this every single week. So don't overreact and go out and overpay for him thinking that this is going to be a weekly thing. I don't. I just don't think that's going to be. All right, back to the wide receivers, though. Next, Calvin Ridley. He started off the game so strong, but again, that game just got way out of hand way quickly. Um, you know, he had, I think, three receptions for like 40 yards right out of the gate, and I was like, holy crap, it's, you know, Calvin Ridley day. Like, this is going to be great. And then it was basically nothing after that. Like I said, the game kind of got away from him. That offensive line couldn't protect Matt Ryan at all. Calvin really is going to be fine. He's a stud. We saw him got targeted early and often, and he's going to be fine. Don't overthink this. All right, next, Brandon Ayuk. I already talked about him with the injury update, hamstring. Um, It's interesting to see, though, how um, after one week, and again, we don't take victory laps or anything like that, but it was interesting to see how you know, George Kittle, very involved, as we all expected. And then Debo Samuel had a very big game. This could be one of those situations, kind of like with Mike Evans, where it's kind of game script dependent, where, you know, is it going to be Ayuk? Is it going to be Debo? Is it going to be George Kittle? It could be one of those things where, where you know, it's just, it depends on the matchup and, and who's got the hot hand, essentially. Uh, this last week, it happened to be Debo. Um, I know going into the season, I was much higher on Debo than Ayuk, uh, but one week does not make a season. So we're not we're not going to take victory laps here by any means. Um, but again, with that hamstring injury, um, I, I would temper expectations um, for the next few weeks here until that gets right. And then um, kind of go from there and we'll see what happens. Uh, next one, uh, Cortland Sutton. Um uh, with the Jerry Judy news, you know, we don't want to overreact. I mean, he should be getting the bulk of the um, looks now for that offense. And I know it's kind of a slow start coming back from that ACL injury, uh, but he should be fine. He'll he'll get hopefully the bulk of the throws here. Uh, Teddy Two Gloves actually looked pretty darn good, I will say. Um, but yeah, uh, Cortland Sutton. Um, don't go crazy trying to acquire him. I mean, acquire him if you can, and if you can still get him pretty cheap, but do not overpay for him at this point. Uh, the, you know, that, that, um, GM is just going to try to take advantage of the fact that, um, the Jerry Judy in injury and, and don't just don't overpay for him if you want to go get him. Uh, but yeah, he should be fine. He should be getting his, his looks, um, and probably a few more looks than, um, with Jerry Judy on the field. And then we'll just do a couple tight ends real quick here. Uh, Kyle Pitts, don't overreact to this. Uh, I know he was the next coming here, uh, but he's going to be fine. He had a very pedestrian, like four for 35 or something. Wasn't great. Wasn't what we had hoped, but he was used all over the field. He was playing out of the slot. He was playing out wide. He was playing in tight. Uh, he was being used and moved around. Again, that offensive line just couldn't give Matt Ryan any protection or any time to get the ball out. So Kyle Pitts will be fine. You know, I, I get the hype. It was real. I bought in on it hardcore. I've got him in multiple places. Uh, and I still believe. I, I'm not going to try to move him. I'm not going to sit him. 
for a better option. I'm going to play him because he will break out and he will be a very good tight end this year. And then let's do one more. Um, Jonu Smith. I liked what I saw this week. Uh, Mac Jones in there. Um, but again, kind of temper expectations. One week does not make a season here, um, but it was good to see his involvement. Um, and and I expect kind of that to continue because um, he's a big man. I'm not where I was last year. I'm not all in on him, but um, he should have a, a another um, good matchup this week here uh, versus. Oh, boy. How come I, there we are. they're going against the Jets? So that should be a very good matchup for him. Um, and yeah, I'm not worried about him at all um, for this week. So definitely um, play him. All right, let's move on here. Uh, I'm tired of overreactions. Uh, and that, frankly, I don't want to talk about tight ends anymore. Um, let's talk about a few uh, waiver wire ads here real quick. Like um, I've just got a few. Um, first one here, um, Tim Patrick. I know waivers have probably run for all of you already, but if for some reason he's still out there, go snag him up. Um, with Jerry Judy gone, he's going to step into that role. We saw what he did last year um, when Cortland Sutton was out. So, I mean, that's definitely someone, if he's out on your waiver wire still, or if you could try to trade for him cheap, go out and do it. Um, next one, Tyler Heineke. Obviously, that's... Um, pretty self-explanatory with Ryan Fitzmagic going down. Um, he's, he's available. Uh, he should be picked up he's starting quarterback and, and you know, they've got some weapons on that team. So, so he should be, um, fantasy viable. Um, especially if you're like a super flex league where you, you know, you can start two quarterbacks or as we're, you know, going to be getting into the buys here in a few weeks. Um, he could be a good buy-in by week fill in. Um, so definitely, um, keep that on your radar. And then of course, famous Jameis Winston after his blow up week this last week against the Packers, uh, he's still under 50% rostered in on ESPN. Um, which is crazy. I mean, he, he's in that from what we saw this last week, he can be in that low end QB one high end QB two talk. Uh, and, and you can get them for basically free right now. So I don't have any issues with you going out and, and picking him up if he's available and and getting him on your roster. Because he, I mean, he showed this last week um, why he stuck around with the Saints um, and why, you know, at, during his time as backup last year. Uh, and you can see Sean Payton put him in a position to use his skills and, and, um, use him properly. And then lastly, um, I just got to throw it out there with Darnell Mooney. He's just over 50% rostered. So still in about half the leagues out there on ESPN, uh, he's not rostered. Um, go out and pick him up again. This offense is going to start clicking. Uh, he's the number two on that team. So it's just a matter of time before, uh, Justin Fields gets in and kind of opens up that entire offense. Um, so, those are my uh, waiver wire ads for this week. Um, let us know in the comments if there's someone else out there that you think should be uh, uh, a good waiver wire ad. But that's who I've got for this week. Um, and then let's see. Start of the week. I, I did not do this. 
Um, so let's scan through the, the matchups here real quick and see if I can uh, point out someone um, that I think is going to have a really good uh, game this week. Um, let's see here. You know what? I'm just going to throw it out there. This is very spur of the moment here. Um, but I'm going to say Jamar Chase. We saw him have a really good week this week. And I'm going to put it right here on, on the show doc. I'm going to add it just as a reminder for next week uh, so that we can come back to it. Yeah, so Jamar Chase had a really good week this last week. Uh, they're playing the Bears, which is kind of a middle-of-the-road offense. Um, I mean, defense. And, um, yeah, he lit it up. They've got many weapons on that uh, Bengals offense. Now Joe Burrow looked good. Um, Joe Mixon looked really good. I mean, they, they've got so many weapons. Um, you know, you can't cover them all. So, yeah, I think Jamar Chase is going to have another really good week this week. Um, so, so he is my start of the week. And that will pretty much do it for this show. Um, quick show tonight. Um, so just, for, you know, as I already said, waiver wires make sure you go check it out make sure you're checking out people that drop players again we're talked over reactions early people overreact all the time and will drop a player that underperformed for one week to go pick up the new hotness that's out there um you know like your tim tim patrick or you know your elijah mitchell or you know so um so go check out your waiver wire to see who got dropped so you can pick those people up um, and reap all the benefits for essentially free. So um, as I said, folks, that will do it for this week's show. Thanks for tuning in. I uh, really appreciate it. Jake and I will both be back next week on Tuesday with your regular schedule. And until next week, folks, keep drinking and talking fantasy football. Shut up, shut up, shut up.